It's been far too long since we all had a chance to meet and talk, but we are back doing a show today. We have sports on the horizon. Every major sports organization is on the cusp of potentially returning. Or is it? I don't know. We're going to talk about it and tell you what we think. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark, and I'm sitting here with... Your baseball guru, Mr. Brown. Almighty and bye, gang. <laughs> I'll translate that. That was like uh, Canadian Dutch or something. I thought it was Chlamydia Biggie. Chlamydia Biggie. Canadian Biggie. Yeah. We'll just call him Biggie. We're back, and you know what? I got to tell you, you know, it, it's it's been two months since we've even had the NFL draft, and that wasn't even done right. How bad do you miss sports right now? I mean... We're looking for stuff on the Ocha at this point. So, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, we're like we're we're clamoring for these reboots of the seasons and uh, the the new beginnings for Major League Baseball. We're just hoping it happens at this point. Just just give me live sports, you know. And, and I just want to kind of get the elephant in the room out of the way. We know the world is on fire right now. Everybody's lost their mind. Guys, all we want to do is just talk about sports. We're not here to be your moral conscious on anything. We just want to talk about things that are happening on the court or on the field. And the fact that we don't have it is driving me insane. And I'm sorry, but KBO is not filling the void. I need something that I can associate with. I, I've, I'm having those withdrawal symptoms. I'm getting the shakes. I can't handle it anymore. I mean, the sex dolls was a nice touch early on, but it, it only had a, long, a certain shelf life. So they're used and abused, and here we are. What do we talk about now? I don't know. The <laughs> only thing I've been watching sports-wise is 80s NBA basketball. Well, 80s and early 90s when there was a lot of white guys like John Cornersack. <laughs> Cornersack? <laughs> we'll let that slide. I'll fix that in editing. Wink, wink. Um, you know, it's been a minute since we even got the last dance. Like, we're so far removed from all the things that were kind of keeping us going. Like, it's been since March. It's now after July 4th, and, and we're still left with just wishing, waiting, and hoping. Do you think we'll have live sports carrying us through the end of July and August, or are you looking forward to the uh, Kobe documentary that's coming out? <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that up. So let, let's get into it. So let's talk about kind of where we're at in the process. So, you know, let, let's look at the ones that are that are first that were, you know, ended during the middle of the COVID, right? So that would be hockey and that would be basketball. So the NBA, you know, we have – it apparently returning on July 30th. So I guess some teams, have they already made the trip to Orlando? They're starting to be in the quote-unquote bubble, I guess. Um, I, I'm just imagining like a giant bubble like Poly Shore and Biodome or something. Is that what we get? Is, is it going to be like that? Something like that. They have uh, <laughs> Disney to themselves, basically. They're not well, allowed to leave. It's <laughs> like the bubble that was over the uh, Simpsons in the movie. All right, so bubble – NBA is coming back on uh, July 30th. So the playoffs are going to start on the 17th of August. They expect the finals to go all the way until the end of September. Or no, they might start on the end of September. I think the finals are going to roll into October. So here's a couple dates, and I'm, I'm just trying to figure out if all this is going to happen. So let's assume nothing bad happens with, like, COVID outbreaks or anything like that. So the playoffs start in the middle of August. Finals will run all the way into October. The draft lottery is not until August 25th. The draft isn't until October this year. It's on October 16th. And then free agency begins on October 23rd. They have not announced when next year will actually begin. What I previously heard was they didn't expect next season to start until around Christmas Day would be opening night. 
Uh, so I like all these players that like enjoy this load management this year. I like they going to sacrifice that next year with a condensed schedule. Well, and the other thing is if this goes through and they actually do play through to October, you don't start next year until uh, December or January is every season for the rest of the year, you know, rest of the NBA like that. So then you don't have pros in the Olympics anymore because they're playing during the summer. Maybe that's by design. <laughs> so I, my question is, are we going to see a completed NBA playoff? My personal opinion is Adam Silver's already said that if he keeps seeing a spike like we're seeing and they get down in Orlando and it hits a, a rash of the players and then you got major stars out, you know, he said that we, we could very well just cancel the season. If they're already saying that yeah. and we see the trends right now, I would be shocked if we finish and get an NBA champion this year. That's just my opinion. I 100% agree. I would. I, I would. Th- I think there's like a 25% chance this thing actually goes the way they think it will. I don't think it's happening. Yeah, I think 25% is on the high side. The Nets have a starting five that already opted out. And what if you have one team that is one of your final four or six teams that comes down with COVID? How do you finish the playoffs? I don't see it making it even to the playoffs. I mean, what happens if you're in the NBA Finals and then all of a sudden like like LeBron James or somebody like test positive for COVID. Like, do you just like, all right, we're going to postpone the games for two weeks and wait till you recover. Like, what do you do? No, that's a LeBron COVID game. <laughs> Not the flu game. 38 points. <laughs> AD holding him up to the bench. Yeah. But you know what? All the uh, Jordan fans will just simply point out that LeBron was asymptomatic. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. So switching gears. We don't know a whole lot about hockey, but hockey is uh, coming back as well. So they have like this bizarre setup as far as it goes when it comes to their playoffs. So they got 24 teams coming back. Um, And and if I read this right, so they start on August 1st. They have the top eight, so the top four from each conference are going to play like a round-robin format to determine like the first, second, third, and fourth seed. And then you got 16 other teams that are going to play – a five-game series against each other to see who goes to the next round. So it's like this really bizarre world where 24 teams get in. Um, but I guess they're doing the the games in Toronto and Edmonton, so maybe they'll be better because Canada doesn't have as high of a COVID outbreak as Florida does. I don't know. What about the place you suggested? I mean, we're not going there? In, in, in Tinnikakik or something like I don't know. It was, a, it was a native word I can't pronounce. I mean, it was multiple bed and breakfasts. I mean, what's not to like? Hey, that's a thri- thriving metropolis of 7,000 people in the none of it. So I was simply stating the case for those who aren't aware that the NHL should have gone to this town in the Nunavut, that it's the only place in Canada that does not have a single COVID-19 case. So if you really care about the safety of your players, we can go play at the community ice rink. I mean, we don't need stands anyway, right? It'd be fine. All you need is an area to film it from. <laughs> I don't even know if they, they can just do it with like GoPros. It'll be fine. <laughs> they may not have room to even film it. But I guess uh, the question is, With NHL, do you have any inclination how you feel like it's going to go? Is it going to fare the same uh, way NBA is, or do you feel like it's got a better chance? I I personally feel like it might actually go off and and go the way it should. The NHL guys get cut with a skate. They lose four teeth. They have a big gouge in their head, and they come back out after intermission. So I I feel like they won't know they have COVID, and they'll just keep playing. (laughs) That just means they have a better immune system. (laughs) I mean, we might have like a 40% chance here. So to about twice as much as the NBA, but not not great, is Correct. what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So let's let's switch over to baseball. So they they just recently 
gave, gave out the 60-game uh, schedule. Did you get a chance to look at any of that? Anything stand out to you, Mr. Brown? I haven't looked at each uh, team's individual schedules, but 60 games. I mean, you got to think about this. If we had 60-game season last year, the Washington Nationals wouldn't even made the playoffs. Right. And they won the World Series. So you have division winners that could potentially be like 34 and 28. You know what, though? I saw this today in the National League. I think it was 14 out of 15 teams were within five games of first place after 60 games. In the American League, it was like 11 out of 15. So it does mean that it's a lot more crowded. No, I, I, I yeah, I agree with you 100%. But, like – you don't have the time to separate the contenders from the pretenders at that point. No. So it's wide open. Any team can make the playoffs, even your Reds. So, I Easy, mean, anything man. could happen. Um, but here's the thing, too. Just because you're looking at the Braves and the Dodgers and the, and the Astros and the Yankees, 60 games, if they start out slow, it wouldn't be unheard of for one of them not to make the playoffs. Right. If you're Vegas, you have to be scared to death about this format. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. How do you even put money I mean, on this? You have that, and you don't even know who's going to opt out and all that type of thing, which it, let me get into that if you don't mind. You've got uh, Mike Trout, the biggest name in the game, who's saying that he, might, he might. may not even play. Well, and how many people that they haven't even gone that far, but they're like, I'm just not real comfortable with this restart. Like, those are yeah. those initial things you're starting to hear. Right now, though, you got Chris yeah. Bryant for the Cubs. David Price has opted out. Nick Marquez, Marquez has opted out. Several cases of COVID throughout the league. Freddie Freeman is the most notable star that I can remember that's got it right now. Right. And so, I mean, anybody is fair game for, for, the, for COVID, and we don't know what's going to happen. So I guess the way they're planning on trying to do the season, though, is so so first of all, we said sixty games. They're going to do that in sixty six days. So and I get baseball is a grind anyway, but that, that's got to be some double headers in there. I mean, what happens if you get some rain delays? Like that's that's a mess in itself. And they're starting to run at second base. I was going to get to that. I was going to get to the rules. Good, good. So the other thing is with the with the rules too. The interleague play. I guess you're only playing like if you're in the NL East, then you'll play AL East teams. I guess they're trying to cut down on travel because these don't have time for all that. Because these games are going to take place inside the original ballparks, right? Yeah, even spring training. I mean that that's where we're at there. So, um, so a couple of rule changes you mentioned one. So we know we got a trade deadline that's supposed to be August 31st. The season starts opening day is on the 23rd or 24th of July, depending on your your squad. Um, playoffs, they're hoping start around October 1st, but they haven't given a definitive date for that. And then we have the Universal DH. So the National League will have a DH for these 60 games. We have, if you go to the 10th inning, whoever is up to bat automatically goes to second base. Hold on. Before we get to that, the Universal DH – like, I'm fine with it happening this season. My only concern is oh, that's that a precursor. this is what's about to you happen know that's what they're the doing. history of baseball. And I don't like the road it's going down. It's guaranteed there will be universal DH from this season forward. No chance of it going back. I, I have to agree with you. And I, I'm with you, Mr. Brown. I do not want to see it. I, I hate the fact that it makes the manager's job so much easier that they don't have to strategize the same I mean, way. you should be glad you got Cassianos now that can play D, or just DH <laughs> instead of playing right field because he's atrocious. <laughs> same thing with Azuna in left for the Braves. There's a, there's a lot. Keep his ass hitting the ball and out of the field with his noodle arm. Don't ever step on the grass. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah. So you got the universal DH. The And I kind of get, like, again, I know a lot of purists aren't going to like it. I understand both rules, just like how you said the DH makes sense for this year alone. I feel like since you're trying to play 60 games in 66 days to try to eliminate having 14, 15, 16, I get it. I don't like it. I hope hope we don't see it that much. But it's going to be weird. 
And, and like, what if you're a team? What if you're a team where like your three or four hitters coming up, and maybe you maybe you don't want him to go to second. Maybe you'd rather give him an opportunity to try to hit the ball out of the park. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if it's a pitching matchup you like. So like, can you can you deny it and say no, 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 no? He's not going to second. We want him to bat. What are you talking about the the runner on second? Yeah, that, that, I think it's a designated runner. Correct? No, it is whoever is up next in the lineup goes to second. That makes no sense. It takes away that at bat. They're on base. And see, the part of that that really interests me in the no tenth sense. inning is that's that what it is though. In a sixty-game season, how many times in a regular season do you bypass going to your bullpen that you have good arms down there because you're trying to space them out, make a playoff run? Sixty-game season, how many tenth innings are you going to see? You're going to run your best relievers out there almost every night. You can't wait yep. for tomorrow. Yeah. So so hopefully it reduces the amount we even see that. I'm with you. I saw this second runner thing at a, at a softball tournament two weeks ago. Oh, so they do this on the yeah. travel ball circuit or whatever? It went in the seventh inning, and a runner trotted out to second base. And the first team, they, had, they got three outs because of a miscue on the base pass. And then the bottom half of the team and the bottom of the seventh ended up winning the game on a walk-off. So – it's not guaranteed you're going to score, but all it takes is a bunt and then a sack fly. Right, but we know people in Major League Baseball don't know how to bunt. No, you're you're right, you're right. <laughs> but I'm saying I think that it's going to probably end the most games by the 11th inning if you had to put a gamble on it. So I, I guess every no, inning, no 17 inning games. Well, every, every inning, inning, every inning. If you if you survive the 10th and you go to the 11th, it's the same thing. Back they, to the runner. They trot back out there. You know, and then think about what it does for your pinch running options too. You know, you might put somebody out there. It's so I guess if I mean, you're, there's a few teams we we keep hearing about Barry Bonds, you know, coming out and doing his <laughs> thing at 56 to restart his eligibility for the Hall of Fame. But what I want to ask is, which teams are bringing back Sid Bream to be the runner at second base? <laughs> we we got some feedback on that on social media. <laughs> hey, I've never seen anyone get into shape quickly as Bonds does, though. I, I don't doubt he can't. Um, all right, so. Genetically gifted. <laughs> Projections on the baseball season. I'm I'm lower on baseball than I am NBA. I think it's like a 10% chance we get this thing through. I would say less than 10%. Less than 10. Uh, I'm, I'm being the uh, cockeyed optimist in the room, and I'm going to go to 15 because <laughs> – that's, I'm a that's not a lot guy. of optimism. I thought you were going to say like 45%. <laughs> no, 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 15. But my point is – they did not exactly have great negotiations heading into this. So the players, if they see any hint of doubt, they're going to opt out and it's yep, done. Absolutely. Because they, they're not on good terms. You know what my favorite thing is going to be if we get through the season is that not everybody can be in the dugout. They're not allowed to be in the clubhouse together. You can only stay 90 minutes after the game, all this stuff. So because you can't get everybody in the dugout, they have to sit in the stands. So I'm just really going to enjoy seeing the players like just sitting in the stands watching the game behind home plate. That'll be fair. Can they? Can they? You know, harass the catcher and the umpire. Come on, Blue. I mean, I, it's, I want to see that. I mean, it's going to be weird to see. We talked about it earlier. It was the, it was the anniversary of Tom Browning sitting in the stands at Wrigley right. in his uniform with the fans, but there'd be players just sitting up there by themselves. I guess just talking to them. No, no, know. no fans. That, that's the sad part. All right. So last but not least, the NFL. So it's it's been in the news a lot here lately for a couple reasons, but let's just talk about what they've done to try to make sure the season happens. So the preseason they already cut in half. You don't you don't have weeks one and four in the preseason anymore. It's just two and three. I'm fairly certain that's probably going to go away. 
that really sucks for guys who are undrafted free agents because that's where you make the team is in the preseason. So there's going to be a lot Absolutely. of guys who go undrafted who could have been, if you look through the history, that make it into uh, Pro Bowls or the Hall of Fame that will never see the field going forward. So you're definitely going to have some issues as far as that goes. You only got your one time to shine. Um, you also have no changes to the schedule. They still plan to do 16 games. They, they think everything's going to go off without a hitch. Now, they haven't said anything about fans or whatnot, and a lot of that's going to come down to, like, local laws and, and all the stuff, ordinances that are being put into place. But how much do you think the NFL is going to change their stance from where they're at today? The last thing I saw as far as the stands go is Troy Vincent said something around the beginning of June that they were expecting to play in front of full stadiums. To me, the NFL prints their own money, so it's a great TV watch, maybe the best. They'll find a way with – how many times are you watching a football game? Could they not pan to the crowd and it wouldn't bother? You know what? In a baseball game with foul balls, you see the crowd all the time. I don't know, man. It's still going to be weird without a crowd. It would, it but not as, yeah. like, not you're not as gonna, weird no, as No quarterback's going to be holding his head trying to keep the volume out of his headset yeah. while he's trying to get the play call. They can pump that noise in. <laughs> I, I'll say this. Like, all of the other sports, you know, it's going to be weird without this crowd. And NFL's going to be weird without the crowd. But there are certain people like us that's still going to watch the game regardless of the crowd because of fantasy football. Well, yeah, absolutely. Just that in itself. And, and some of us are fans of our team. We just want to see play, players on the field. We want to see stuff happen. I just think the fantasy perspective for the NFL changes it, it, drives it. compared to the rest of the sports. Yep. And, and, and honestly, gambling too. Like fo- People bet on football more than anything else. Yeah, fantasy thing. Fantasy Vegas, if nothing else, wants the NFL season to happen more than anybody in the world because – you can gamble within the game now with most betting apps. Right. So, speaking of gambling on things, the NFL is gambling with the Players Association here. Did you see what came out today about they wanted to do an escrow salaries? Oh, All right. aren't, they're holding like 25% in escrow, Th- 35. right? 35. <clears throat> they, want to, they want to hold 35% of the players' salaries in escrow. So, I didn't see much reaction on this yet. But, like, Michael Thomas was like, we just won't play then. Like, it's stupid. And, like – I completely get that. Now, the other ones like like baseball and NBA where your contracts are fully guaranteed, like I get kind of meeting in the middle somewhere. But with football, man, you haven't given guaranteed contracts to these guys at all. So, no, screw you, man. Like I'm not doing escrow. You're not going to hold my money and prorate it over time. The NFL is the one sport when we look at labor negotiations that you can't say all oh, the players are filthy rich, they should just show up and play because, like Michael Thomas, if he blows his knee out, how much guaranteed money does he have out of his full contract? Not much right now. <laughs> He'll never play again. So so speaking of, speaking of guaranteed money, though, the big news that happened this week with the NFL is Mr. Patrick Mahomes, the, the half-a-billion-dollar man now. What – I mean, I, I'm just trying to fathom a football player like this before basketball, before baseball. We've seen these huge baseball contracts, and I get that it's a 10 year deal. Which when's the last time you've seen a 10 year deal in football? I don't think you ever have. Like, even how much of this is guaranteed? Do you I, know? I feel like it was a lot. I can't. No, I would have to look it, it up, but it, I feel like it was close like 400 to 40% million? of it. I thought it was like almost all of it, like with yeah. incentives and performances. Like, like, it depends on how he plays. I guess it's about half. There was a bunch of uh, injury incentives in there, or injury. And he can opt out, like, if yeah. he wants to. Like, he has the opportunity. If the market shifts, he can change. The only other 10-year deal I can remember in the history of my life watching football is when Brett Favre signed one with the Packers. Or it was maybe it was nine years. Right. It's unheard of. Let's spell this out. 
It is the biggest contract in sports history. Period. All sports Period. history, considering Absolutely. there's a salary cap. <laughs> right. So, 10 years, $503 million. It's the largest contract in history, and he will be with Kansas City through the 2031 season. But Bobby Benio will still get paid after him. After him. <laughs> yes. But So, as a Raiders fan, I, I like this deal. So, why do you like it? I like it because – now. I'm not saying he, he's not like Lamar Jackson. He's not like Cam Newton. He's a traditional pocket passer. He'll scramble when needed, but he looks to throw first. Correct. He's like Aaron Rodgers. He's like Drew Brees. And he's he's a hell of a quarterback. When we saw him at Texas Tech, I was like, you know, he's good, but I didn't think he was this good. He didn't have no help there. And then his skills translated to the next level, and you're like, wow, that arm's electric. But my point is, all it takes is one fluke because 10 years is a long time. That's a long time. And now they are stuck. Hey, ask uh, the Angels about so, Pujols, so, right? I, yeah, exactly. So I guess my point is he, he's made a lot of guys look good, but how good are they? Like Ty Hill and all them guys, right. they're good guys. He's the fastest guy in the league. So, I mean, we don't know where what, it goes from here. I'm happens, glad that they're locked up, though. Sorry. What? No. To your point, what happens when that contract doesn't allow him to re-sign Travis Kelsey, right. Tyreek Hill, or guys of that caliber, plus what they added on defense last year, Honey right. Badger, where he really is just a one-man I, show. If I, I were mean, a Raiders is he fan, that good, though? He's, like, the he's next gonna be, tight end comes in, and he's like the new Travis Kelsey. He's going to be Dan Marino. Is he the he's new gonna, guy? He's going to be like Dan Marino. But he's already won one. So right. It don't, it don't matter anymore. <laughs> the only difference is when Marino went to the Super Bowl, he lost. Mahomes right. won. And so it both he, happened He's already won it, so the, the monkey's off his back. Because I – and I've – it's not a Mahomes thing. I say this all the time. When you overpay for a quarterback, you don't win. I hate New England, but one of the reasons why they were always successful is Tom Brady always took a flyer on a contract. He was never <sighs> never a top ten paid guy. Nope. And it was able. It gave the organization the ability to spend money around him. So and now the, they got Medea. So, and now they got Medea, and which that was the other big move. Let's, at the Dollar Tree price. Let's save that for the next conversation, right, right. but because we definitely got to talk about that. But well, I Mahomes, heard. I'm just saying that I, I think they'll survive the first couple of years because they got young people on contracts and things like that. But then after that, like you're not going to be able to sign free agents. It's going to come down to your ability to draft well. You hit. Four years from now, Andy Reid's probably gone. All the current talent. Andy Reid's like sixty-six. Yeah, he's not coaching much longer. Yeah, that's being generous. And that, especially if they win another one. Yeah. You know? All right, I'm out. Exactly. Why would you stay? What happens with Mahomes' head? Heard his longtime girlfriend, who's not his wife, is now pregnant. So there goes half his month. <laughs> is she really, or he's just making that up? I have no clue. I just <laughs> that up. You saw she cut the hole in the condom. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, Anchor, baby. <laughs> Seriously, by That's 2025, <laughs> are the Chiefs even Terrible. the best team in their division with that contract? I mean, we'll see. I mean, I mean, the, the problem is we can all sit here and, we, you know, we put the joke up about all the different players you could sign for that amount of money. But let's be honest, the only reason why those pay, players are getting paid that amount is because they got drafted on crappy deals. They're still young. So, again, it comes down to your ability to just scout and draft. I feel like what the Chiefs did, and it's it's good by them as an organization, is they kind of paid Mahomes for the last couple of years. They did. Plus the next few. It's kind of like when Kobe got that contract at the end of his uh, career. Yeah. <laughs> but it just did hamstrings him for the rest of his or Achi- Or Achilles him. It's uh. no wonder they paid $503 million because how many years before they won Super Bowl? Was it 50? Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, we, we got over the hump. Let's pay this man. Hey, like before that though, did you all see that? Because we all keep talking about his girlfriend, and is he going to upgrade like Russell Wilson? Right. Well, apparently Hunt's daughter 
put stuff. Have you seen Hunt's the owner, daughter? The owner? The owner's daughter, Hunt. Have okay. you seen her on Instagram? I can't say I have. So look her up on Instagram. She was putting all these posts about my homes. Wait a minute. What's her name? I don't remember. It's uh, her last name's Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank just, you just for that. Chief's owner. Drop of nugget. Yeah, whatever. My point is, she was putting all these hints about my homes and the deal. So then there's autom- automatically saying, he's cashing in. So she's is, a smoke show. Is that is she, that part of the contract? Does he get Gracie Hunt? Put it this way: there is so much. Uh, oh wow! Feelings. <laughs> well, she's in a, that direction. That Vegas has a line on who his next girlfriend. She's a very is. she's a very attractive individual. Do you cash in? I'd say Mahomes is going for a stake in ownership, not just five. <laughs> he's and, cashing and in. He's like going to have enough money to buy it. And uh, if you wanted to know, Gracie Hunt has only posted 800 times on Instagram, but has 81,000 followers. We've got to get a meme put together with Wilson's <laughs> ex-girlfriend and then Mahomes' future ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so we can talk about Mahomes, and he's got, he can buy ketchup for his life. We know he's good there. All right, go back to Cam Newton, who did not get paid. And a lot of people are really upset over the fact they didn't get paid. What are you, what are your thoughts, Biggie? Let me go to you since yeah, you're the you're the up. Patriots guy. I just want to know your overall thoughts on Cam going to New England. Well, I feel like from a New England standpoint, they were comfortable going into the season with Stidham. When you get to this point and Cam Newton sitting there, and you can get him for less than what you're paying. Well, that's Brian about Hare. all they could afford anyway. Yeah, they're they're so tight to the cap. So you offer. Why are they so tight? Who are they paying now? Well, they got a ton of dead money on the cap. Yeah, it's a bunch of people that have money left. Guys that aren't playing there anymore. There's nobody left. They're paying people not to play for them. They loaded up to win Super Bowls, and they're paying for it this year. (laughs) Drew Bledsoe is getting paid till 2035. (laughs) I I think it's a win-win because with Cam's last two years being injury-prone, he didn't have a whole lot of suitors with COVID. He wasn't allowed to work out for a lot of teams. That's why he he didn't get signed. I mean, nobody could work him out. Shoulder and ankle or foot or whatever. Yeah. At this point for him, you take a lot less money, but you go to a proven winner, great offensive mind, and then you got Belichick obviously running the show. One year, you play in New England, you do what they ask, next year you cash Now your market value gets back to where it was. And you know the one guy who hasn't complained about the salary? Cam Newton. Exactly. You know, so it says something. Here's my other question, though. Does he have anything left? What do you think? I think that if he's healthy, he'll start the year as a starter. I know they're really high on Stidham, but Cam Newton, completely healthy, is a hell of a football player. He's a former MVP. And, and, and Biggie's a homer, but let me say from a, a person who hates the Patriots, I love the Cam Newton sign. Oh, it makes it's the most sense you could possibly make of any signing this year. Like, if he's healthy, he's starting. I mean, absolutely. And the thing is, like, you don't have anything really invested in it. And, like, the last two years, he was, like, a a number 39, number 40 overall rated quarterback. His completion percentage terrible. But he hasn't been healthy, you know. But if he gets around a supporting cast that can help him out, maybe he'll be fine. A couple of good offensive minds helped him correct him a little bit. Two years ago in Carolina, they started, like, 5-2 and or 6-2, and and he was rolling fairly good. Got injured and then the, the rest of that year yeah. and it, it fell off. So and then he heard the foot the next was, year. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess um, my my question is, do you think they can protect him? Because that's that's been the big deal with Cam Newton. He gets hit harder and more aggressively because he's such a big guy. Like I feel bad for him. Like I've seen so many clips where this guy just gets mauled on the field where you'd eject people. But it, because it's Cam Newton and he's bigger than him, they're well, like, oh, it's fine. Cam gets that Shaq treatment from years ago. It's exactly right. Wow. Every time he touches the ball, there's a foul. 
I think with uh, McDaniels running the system, Belichick's mind, they'll find a way to keep him upright. I mean, they did it with Tom Brady. So the offensive line could be better, but it's definitely not horrible. I, I, I feel like if he's healthy, it'll be a good season for New England. All right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Cam. I want to see him do well. So I hope that's what happens. So before I get your all's uh, analysis and prediction on if you think the NFL season will go off without a hitch, one of the things all these sports uh, leagues are doing is this rampant testing, right? Think about the logistics involved with testing for the NFL. You know, this isn't baseball where you got 27 players and some staff. This isn't the NBA where it's a lot smaller than that. There's 53 men on a roster and all the coaches, the trainers, the staff. Like, like. So I, you mentioned preseason being short and sorry to interrupt. Right. You. One, one How of, many guys are on that roster to start? 90. And oh, then your first cut. Like and then your second cut down to your 53. Yeah, it goes to like 75. Then it goes down to. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, the numbers are astronomical. I, I don't see how they're going to be able to have a regular season. They might be able to have a season because we're talking about a season that goes all the way to January. There's a lot of time between now and then. But I am not looking like I, – I can't sit here and tell you, oh, yeah, they're going to play all 16 games. I think the preseason is going to get canceled outright. <laughs> For fantasy perspective, because I've got a rebound at some point in my life. We didn't get baseball. Damn fantasy. it. We're going to play this year. I got a 50% <laughs> chance NFL plays their season. <laughs> 50-50 is not bad. I'm probably right there with you, but I'm just sitting here trying to think about the logistics involved with the COVID testing. It's got to happen. I've got a rebound from my David Johnson pick in the second round. He was sitting there, man. I had to take him. <laughs> I drafted him number one overall the year before. <laughs> so I know how you feel. <laughs> All right. So, hey. So I'll say this. I'll give the NFL a 60% chance. Like, I'll give college like football That's optimism. a 25% chance. You, gotta cock out all, all you gave what, 25% chance? Yeah, NFL, 60%. There's too much money at stake. Yeah, college, college, 25 So that's where I wanted to go next. So the Ivy League canceled all fall uh, sports. I don't like it at all. So let's go back to March. The Ivy League was the first conference that banned or banned that canceled their conference tournament. Then everybody else followed suit. Is this a precursor of things to come? So as bad as bad as the COVID testing is in the NFL, how's it for college? They got 90 kids on the sideline. I'll just leave it at this. I feel so bad for the seniors, both college and high school, because we have a lot of great high school athletes here locally. You're not having a season, guys, and I hate to say it, but it's, it's the cold hard truth is my opinion. There's, there's no way it, it happens. I, I mean, I, I just I, – I think they'll try, and I think you'll probably get some teams that play some games, but you're not going to have bowl season. You're not going to have any of that. Yeah, I think – I read this article, and I was talking about Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney and how they're so far ahead of the curb getting herd immunity within their teams. <laughs> but I just don't think that we're going to watch Clemson and Alabama play every Saturday because they'll be that, the only two teams standing. Was that credible, author? It was – you can't put it on the Incredible. internet if it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. I like that. Yeah. Um, so, hey, just a sign of the way college sports and athletics are going, did you hear about the news out of Stanford this week? They they eliminated 11 of their 36 varsity programs. So they got rid of things like men's volleyball, wrestling, and all, all kinds of stuff because they said they were going to lose $70 million. So they put them on a hiatus to bring back at a later date or completely no, canceled? No, the, they even went out. The president of the university was said, don't even try to start a fundraiser because they ain't coming back. We can't support it. Damn. Oh, wow. So how bad is that? I always that? like that tree, too. <laughs> no bake sales, no nothing. Nothing. You can't do anything to bring it back. There's no college football this year. Stanford is like – 
a cash happy university would think like they're an elite school. Like, but again, if somebody's going to follow the Ivy league, it's going to be Stanford. So like little league baseball still going on. The reason I bring up little league baseball is because we're out there watching and I'm thinking of youth sports. How many youth, uh, you know, high school sports are going to be lost through this because they're not money bringer. You know, football brings in money. You're going right. to be able to still do that. What other things we're doing in high school to involve our youth are all going to drop out by the start of, you know, 2021 school year. I, it's, it's dire. I mean, I, that's the thing. Like, and, and we can sit here and like, I feel like we're a bunch of pessimists. We're sitting there talking about how everything's not going to happen, but like, it's just the reality of where we're at. And granted, we're in the small state of West Virginia, but our governor just announced today that our kids now are going back to where we used to go, and they're not going back to school right now as until after Labor Day. And they usually start around like the 23rd of like August. Around the 20th of August. It's right around our fantasy draft, and now it's like past Labor Day. If we're already saying that now, and the tests keep spiking, there's no way there's high school football or youth athletics of any kind this year. That's uh, just my opinion. The, I, I hate to be that way because, damn it, I need it. And of all things, the one thing we really try to avoid is being political. And this is not a political statement. My only hope is as the COVID cases continue to rise, because we're testing more than we ever have right now, is that the COVID deaths continue to stay about where they're at. Lowest day in a while, right? Well, if it stays like that, you know, then, then hopefully, you know, the people that got it that were going to suffer the most, unfortunately, we've kind of already dealt with that, and now it's going to be a lot of young people doing it. I don't want to see anybody get sick, but the, the stark reality is, like, you're not going to prevent this no matter what. All you're doing is prolonging the inevitable until you get a vaccine. And even then, like, how many people get the damn flu shot? You know, how many people are going to get the COVID vaccine? That, that's the way that stuff works. So, you know, this is, this is probably – our sports lives for the next year to two, maybe three years. Who knows? Yeah, and what are we going to do when the next strain comes out that's a little bit stronger that's evolved? We don't know what's going to happen. So, we're I mean, I mean, we're going to play football. I hope to God we will. <laughs> Canadian Biggie's opinion is that, yes, third person. The bubonic plague is coming. I saw Wait that. Wait a minute now. Let's just that. jab this season and call it good. I think it came from the KBO. <laughs> From the sex dolls and the KBR. Oh, they should have just left them alone. People's mouths are rotting right off their faces. <laughs> it's like that scene in Beetlejuice. <laughs> I feel like we just spent 30 minutes talking about a lot of negativity because we so desperately want sports to come back. And we all, we all know there's a, a slim to none chance we're going to get a sense of normalcy out of it. So while sports haven't been going on, there's been a lot of things we've used to keep ourselves occupied. For one, I will say I had a great time on the 4th of July with you guys. We fished all day. We swam. We're almost 40 years old, and we're out there playing football with young kids, and I'm still Two sore. on two football. Two on two. To and, 21. Uh, I, I feel like I need a rescue inhaler after yeah. all that. And then we blew a bunch of, sh we blew a bunch of shit up, too. And yeah. that was fun. And uh, I will say, like, there was this other guy setting off fireworks, and part of me was like, <laughs> you ain't got shit on me, buddy. So that was fun. Yeah, I mean, he ran with his single Roman candles, restocking it. Yeah. And we had the boxes that set off 20 yeah, to 32 we're, we're, and we're one pop. We're nuclear missiles at Mars while he's over there. Ding. No, I got ding. you. So, it, it was a good time. We had a great time. Uh, it was fantastic. Other than the sun scorching and causing everyone headaches. But uh, other than that, we were great. I was so happy to get home. I had a headache like it was the worst hangover I've ever had, and it was just from the heat. 
But Fourth uh, of July was fantastic. It was one of the best Fourth of Julys I've enjoyed in a long time. So I hope everyone else had a good Fourth of July. Outside of that, I did watch a new movie, but Mr. Brown, I'm gonna let you take credit for it because you did mention it to me. I would have never watched it for without you. No, I referred you to it because that's not your type of movie. Because ah, uh, no, like, no, no, I love Adam Sandler. No. Like Biggie and uh, Chad, they're not like they don't love comedies per se. They like these like crazy drama. I'd like to think I'm well versed, and I take offense they, to your criticism. Like, that, I, I, I want to say, no, no, I want to say because people, the audience don't know this is they gave me so much shit because I haven't watched certain like like crime you didn't watch movies, Shawshank Redemption certain until drama two weeks movies ago. because like that's not my thing. I'm more like horror movies and comedies, and they're like they want to talk shit, but they haven't seen a lot of good comedies. But you so, would think when an all-time great movie like Shawshank Redemption comes out and it's an all-time great, you'd eventually... At least see it on TNT once out of the 3,000 times it's said. No, I got you. He's but, getting mad now. No, I ain't mad. I ain't mad. <laughs> but like, I can name several great comedies that Biggie ain't watched, and well, that's fine. That's that's probably true. But... Let's so, talk about this movie. So the movie we watched was on Netflix, and you know we've seen the string of Adam Sandler movies. Happy Madison Productions. Right, and... A lot of times they're just good Netflix movies, something to kill an hour and a half. Sometimes they're not worth anything. Sometimes they're fine. But someone said, I think it was actually my sister that we went to for the fourth recommended this movie, The Wrong Missy. So you got something st- to say? starring David Spade. Yeah, starring David Spade. It's been a while since we've seen him. Yeah, and an unknown lady. I don't still don't know her name. I know she was in Jurassic but, but, World. But she was the leading uh, female of the whole movie. Yeah, she was the female... Lead. I don't know she if she was, was, lead. was she an antagonist, maybe she oh, was, was great. Yeah. Whatever she was, she was great. <laughs> so if you don't if you haven't seen this movie, you gotta watch it because within the first five minutes, you're gonna know if you like it or not. It and if you, you don't like face. it in five minutes, you turn it off because it's gonna hit you with a ton of bricks. It hits you quick. Uh, but but you know what? Is it gonna win awards? No. Special guest appearance by Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns in the very first the very five beginning. minutes. It was fantastic. But but overall, I, I mean I'm just gonna say like it. It's not going to win awards, but it was a fun movie. It was just a fun ride. I enjoyed it, and there was times where it, it just kept escalating so bad. I'm and like, man, is it going to get worse? It's a movie you can have a few drinks and watch it multiple times. And my wife enjoyed it, too. We all laughed. We had a good time. I'm sure your old lady watched it with you as well, right? Did you know that the uh, – yes, absolutely she did. Did you know who the Barracuda is, right? Some people may not know this. The Barracuda. In the movie. Remember the Barracuda who uh, she was fighting against for the promotion, David Spade? Ooh, oh, Barracuda. Who is that? You don't know who that actress is? If you say it, I'm probably going to be like, oh, That's crap. Adam Sandler's wife. No, I did not know that. Yes. Wow. You know how she's in all of his movies. That's his wife. I never paid attention to that. Good for you, Adam Sandler. So there you go. I thought his wife was, wife was Selma Hayek. No, no, he wishes. He wishes, yeah. He wishes. No, I mean, but this lady's always played roles in his movies, and I never, oh, ra- I never realized roles. that until this movie. Yeah. But you got to watch it. It's a good laugh. And, uh, you know, I hope she's in future Happy Madison films. I mean, she, she carried the movie. Yes, absolutely. I, and nothing against anybody else. It was just, she was great. But She's I, best as hell star. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know what that means if you watch it. I, I will confess, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is a Happy Madison production, and it is Grandma's Boy. Yeah. Like, I know it's, a, it's kind of a stoner video game movie from back in, like, 2003 or something, but... It's got all the people in it that's in all the Adam Sandler movies. And and I get it. Like, people want to shit on those all the time. But how great is it for you and your buddies just to hang out and make movies and make people laugh? Right. Could you imagine doing that for a living? And I'm going to cut you off big real Absolutely. quick. Absolutely. It would be great. 
I don't know. Doing that for a living with your buddies, and it don't matter how good the movies are, but you're getting rich. Right. But I don't know which I like best, the Kung Fu uh, monkey or the uh, MILF grandma that had uh, sex oh, with- Silver what, what, Fox. What was her name? Who'd you have that, sex that, that with? That was Nick Swardson, who was uh, the fat guy in this movie. No, but she had sex with uh, what's his oh, name, Charlie oh. Chaplin. <laughs> just, just like Don Knotts. Yeah, Don. <laughs> is that who it was? It was both of them. I love it. <laughs> Is a, was he when was they the talked about when they talked about Charlie Chaplin? Was he silent? Yeah, not when I was with him. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So yes, we're immature and we're juvenile, but you know what? That's what makes us human, and we enjoy it. Biggie, any anything you've seen lately? Uh, you have any any pop culture reference? Because sports are dead. Anything else that you want to recommend to the millions and millions of listeners out there? I saw that Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt may get back together. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> uh, whoa, 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 whoa. The only thing I can offer to you is Kevin Costner is probably our all-time favorite sports movie actor because he's done a movie on just about everything. Field of Dreams. I like his movies, but I find him quite bland and vanilla. What about what about uh, Kevin Costner? <laughs> yeah. He has a show called Yellowstone. Yellowstone's fun. I've heard of it. <clears> it's a good watch. It's a western. Well, it's not quite a Western. It's, it's more like a modern-day Western. Western. Yeah. So I've been listening to Amazon Music a lot more, and I have playing the 90s station, and a lot of these Whitney Houston songs I come on, and I'm automatically somebody. thinking of Kevin Costner. I'm like, good for you, Kevin. You hit it, you know, and you did your thing. So, <laughs> what was that called? <laughs> the Bodyguard? That was great. And exactly. I, I, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> so good for you, Kevin. Who's the guest next week, Chad? We got special guest, Bob Picozzi. Bob Picozzi's coming on the show next week. Biggie, do you know? The Bob The Picozzi? Bob Picozzi. Oh. You're going to have to stand in, Biggs. Come on, be at so the Mr. Beach. Brown's going to be at the oh. beach risking health, uh, life, and, and longevity. But Bob Picozzi. Yeah, Bob Picozzi worked for ESPN for well over 20 years, worked for Fox Sports, and to me, he's quite the iconic play-by-play guy, so I can't wait to get some personal stories, see about some of the favorite games he's called, and just what it was like. For the record, the studio is open, even I'm not here. That You know where the key is, just lock it back when you're done, <laughs> so uh, that's fine with me. I just won't be here. Just don't let the crackheads in. We'll be all right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you joining us this week. We're glad to be back. We promise to deliver content week after week from here on out. We took a break because sports haven't gone uh, the way we really wanted them to. But you know what? We're going to persevere either way. We're going to be here to try to entertain you and hopefully give you a half hour to an hour of some type of entertainment that you can enjoy in your car while you're working out or while you're just sitting in the bathtub drinking wine and sitting with your rose petals and your candles lit everywhere. We'd like to be a part of that too. Either way, this has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. We'll see you next week with special guest Bob Picozzi. That's all, my friends. See you then.